We have a dream. We have a voice. This is the Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. The Anchor Nation. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Touch, and we are the, the Anchor, Anchor Nation. Nation. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. And we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast. Episode 34 with Johnny Mato, Skater Johnny. He's got some power in this interview. Uh, we, we, it's been a while since I dove back in, but we talked a lot about his childhood, how he grew up, his current state as Gator Johnny even, monster trucks, Rocky movies, and voice impersonations, energy. I mean, I don't know what else to say. Like This was, if you want to pick me up interview, this is the man with the plan, as Gator J likes to say. And I felt like this was one of the first real, not even conversations, just real like friend-to-friend talk. It wasn't even an interview. It was it was an interview within a friend-to-friend conversation. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed it because the energy on this was just fire. Thanks again, Gator Johnny. Hello, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch, the host of Anchor Nation Community Radio. And we're back with another episode of the Anchor Nation Podcast. Episode 34 with Gator Johnny. And without further ado, I'm going to let Gator Johnny introduce himself. So we're on. We're here. Gator yes. Johnny, KT, Anchor Nation, the number one station in creation. Gator Johnny getting interviewed by the man of the hour, the man with the power, too sweet to be sour. Kevin, the Midas touch. I call you that. Everything you touch turns to gold, bro. Every time, you, every time you talk to someone, they shoot right to the top. They make it into that top 20. I can honestly say, going forward from this point on, while I was raised in El Barrio eating rice and beans, when it comes to Anchor, I have now shared space with kings and queens. What's up, bro? <laughs> oh, I love this enthusiasm. Guys, that's an intro right there. That's awesome, Gator Johnny. really appreciate you being on, man. I am so excited. I've been pacing back and forth. I've been fidgeting all day at work. <laughs> I've been counting down the minutes. I've been counting down the seconds. Bro, for the past two days, all I've been doing is talking about this to Sheena Diane. I think I've been driving her crazy because I'm like, I'm going to be on Anchor Nation. You need to hear that. So I'm ready to go, man. I'm I'm like out of breath. Because I'm back and forth here for like the past 10 minutes waiting for the call. <sighs> and I can breathe. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I think that was probably one of the best intros I've had on this, this show, period. You know, it brought the energy. I love it. I love it. Yeah, man. That's what it's all about, bringing the energy. And I got it. And I'm excited. You know, I found something to be passionate about, which I mentioned on a, on a, on a broadcast a while back. You got to find something to be passionate about. And interestingly enough, me finding my passion here on Anchor has translated into other parts of my life, like my job. I'm a tour guide. You know, I, I drive a monster truck around the farm, and I've been doing that for three years. The same ride, the Man. same routine, same spiel, and it gets boring. But ever since I've come on Anchor and become really passionate about what I do here, those shows at the, uh, on my ride, my spiels, they've kicked up, brother. You got to live a life full of passion, and sometimes all it takes is that one trigger. And for me, it's right here, Anchor. You guys, this. The Anchor Nation, guys. This is it. This is the Anchor Nation. This is Anchor. This is us. This is beautiful. This is the place, definitely. All right, Gator John, you already gave us a little quick insight. Question one, buddy. Who told you about Anchor? Gary Vaynerchuk. 
I was, uh, you know, I'm, I, as many people on here, I'm surprised. Like a lot of people on here that I hear the broadcast bring his name up. And like a lot of them, I didn't even know about Anchor. Well, no, let me scratch that. I had heard about Anchor like vaguely a while back, like maybe a year or two back, but I never, I never followed through or researched it or really did anything with it until, you know, I, I, I read up on it one day and I thought, this is back when they had waves. Remember, it was like two-minute waves, and, and it disappeared within 24 hours. And I remember thinking, that's kind of like Snapchat, but like for audio, that, that has legs. That's a good idea. Like, why didn't I think of that? And then mm-hmm. I watched the Gary Vee video, an interview where he mentions it, and he was like, that's the future. And I remember thinking, Gary Vee is like agreeing with me? Like, we're thinking along the same lines? Holy crap, I got to jump in. Gary Vee is ahead of the curve. He's always right. I'm there, and I've been on here ever since. That's awesome, man. And, and, like, and like you said, you seemed like you had that passion. As soon as Gary Vee jumped on, you used him as a, a role model and just kind of wavered your way in here. That's right. He was, he was my catalyst. He was that spark. He was the, the nudge that I needed to get in here. And it took me a little while. You know, it's been well-documented uh, on my broadcast. At first, I was using it just as a podcasting tool. In other words... I would come on, I would do my podcast, save it to episodes and, you know, send it to, to, to uh, iTunes and Google Play and Pocket Cast. And then I would just listen to other people's and that's where it ended. I didn't really socialize. So I wasn't really that passionate about it. I just thought it was cool that I could, you know, put out a podcast. But once I started talking with you and Sherm the Crazy Asian and Snapchat Days with Allison and mm-hmm. Maria and you know so many other people megs and like the social media aspect of it is totally what sets it apart because otherwise it is just a podcast you listen you post you're done but like this has become a lifestyle for me and sheena diane like we're on here all the time not only for ego satisfaction you know not only just to check Mm -hmm. to see if i've got notifications and if i've gotten call-ins because we do that as well but I also come on just to listen to what people have to say because there's so many interesting people with so many interesting topics and so many interesting viewpoints that it's like a never-ending treasure trove of information. It is. It's like, it's like an open book of knowledge. It really is. And it just shows the evolution of the app, too, from the 1.0 days now to now. Yep, yep. It's, it's, it's great. It's amazing. So question two, I mean, I know – it's been also well documented that there were times where you were kind of shaky on the actress, you know, didn't know if you were there, but what has anchor taught you the new anchor with the new recording feature has just talked about how communication can be so open in this new app. You know, two things. One, it's, it amazes me how easy it is because I never, I never podcasted before this. I was always interested. I'm, I'm a talker. I'm, you know, I, I do tours. I'm a, I've been a performer. I've, I've, talked for a long time so I'm a talker and I always wanted to podcast but you had to get a server and a domain and the equipment and the software there were so many barriers you know to do it that it was a turnoff for a non-techie like myself like it just seemed overwhelming but they make it so easy here you just put your phone to your to your face and start talking that's it So it's taught me that it can be that simple. There really is no excuse not to do it, you know, and you will get better 
the more you do it. So that's the first thing it has taught me. Yeah. The second thing I learned kind of just came to me today when I was talking to Eileen. I, was, I, I left a comment on, I, I made a call into her show. She was talking about how people don't call in and it kind of, you know, bothered her a little bit. But I was thinking, I believe one of the reasons that a lot of people don't call in is because they don't know about the social aspect of Anchor, which is why I talk about it a lot. I believe to a lot of people, it is a podcasting site because there's never been anything like this. Like exactly. this is new, and we are creating this culture. Like there was never a playbook that said, okay, guys, so what you do is you record, you listen, you call in. Don't forget yeah. to hit the applause. You know what I mean? Like we are creating this culture. We are creating this, this world and these rules and, you know, guidelines and the behavior that we, are, that we have here on Anchor. Because every, every social media platform is a little different when it comes to how people communicate. There's different terms. There's different, you know, on one of them, you hit a like button. On the other one, you hit a heart. You know yeah. what I mean? Like everything has its own specific native language. Anchor's native language is being developed by us. You know, it. so, yeah. So I understand how people don't get it. You know, Anchor's a baby. It's only been around a couple of months. And I say that because, you know, very few people did Anchor one to the amount of people we have now. Anchor 2.0, where, where, where we are now, we are now, you know, brand new. It's still a baby. It's still in an infant stage. And we are the ones that are kind of creating that. So I think it's important for us to um, always educate the, 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 the listeners because they may be new and not know what's going on, you know, and kind of take them along on a journey with us because we're still learning as we go along too. We're still developing right along with it. Boom. And we're basically, we're, we're rule makers. We're basically send the rules, send the tone, send the atmosphere, send the vibe and, and that they can learn anything from us as a, a veteran. We're going to be considered the veterans. That'd be awesome. You know, that's exactly right. We are, we are the, the, the we're going to be the influencers if I can use that term. It's good. It's all good. That's a perfect term to use actually, because that's all, that's all we want to do. Just influence somebody to make a show and engage with the community. We're open as always. That's right. So question three, this is an interesting one because a lot of people probably ask you this a lot, but where did you get the name Gator Johnny from? <laughs> well, um, I used to wrestle alligators. I am a real live gator wrestler. Like it's not a metaphor. You know, it's not a, as a matter of fact, I have to keep pictures on my phone because at work when I tell guests about it, they kind of roll their eyes and kind of smile like, like I'm talking metaphorically and I have to show them pictures and they go, whoa, that's real. So I moved to Florida from New Jersey to wrestle alligators. And you talk about hustle. I moved down here with no guaranteed job. I was visiting Florida in 2002, and they told me about a reptile park that I would like. So I went and I checked it out, and I saw it, and it was cool. Then I saw the Gator Wrestling Show. And you got to keep in mind, this was in 2002. It was still the heyday of the Crocodile Hunter. You know, I grew up, I'm 44 years old, so I grew mm -hmm. up in the 80s watching Nature. It was a show with uh, the British guy, uh, David Attenborough. And back then, you know, you would just have the, the camera would zoom in on the animal, and then he would do the voiceover later. But then Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter, came around, 
and he's touching everything. He's jumping on everything. Crikey, check this guy out. What a little beauty. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> you little naughty. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and when I saw that, I was like, yeah, that's, that's how you do it. So when I went to the gator park and I see them pulling out the gators and jumping on the gators, I go, I got to do that. So when my vacation ended, I went back to New Jersey, quit my job and moved down. <laughs> Just like that. <laughs> But I was 30 years old, which for gator wrestling, that's usually the age that you're retiring and becoming a trainer. So the way I looked at it, I'm on borrowed time. I don't have that long to go. I need to do this now. So I moved down, and it took me about eight months to get the job. I, would, um, I slept in my grandmother's trailer in wow. one, room, one room in the back of the trailer, which she was kind enough to give me, and I was grateful but my girlfriend got the bed because it was a twin bed. We didn't both fit. So my girlfriend, I gave her the bed. There were boxes all along the room because all of our stuff, we had to make it fit in that room. I slept on a mat on the floor in the back corner of the trailer with my dog's bed right above me with bugs and spiders crawling on me all night long. I would wake up in the morning with like a spider web attached from my nose to the wall. So I knew there was a freaking spider there at night making a spider web on my face. You know, I would wake up with my head in my dog's bed. Like that's wow. what I went. But hey, I wanted to wrestle gators and I was going to make it happen. And eight months later, I finally got the job. So I did that for about seven years. And it wasn't until hmm, about three years after I left the, the gator wrestling business that a coworker called me Gator Johnny one day. Wow. He was hey, Gator Johnny. And they started calling me that at work. And it kind of followed me. That name stuck because everyone that knows me in real life can relate. Like, they can relate it to something. Yeah. He was a Gator wrestler, Gator Johnny. So I started using it on social media, and it just kind of stuck. And it's been my, my name for everything. That's awesome. That's a story. You know, it, it may seem like a story as in, oh, it's just, he just was Gator wrestling. But – if you look at the context, what I got from that is it takes sacrifice, you know, to, to quit your job, cold, cold call. Basically, you just cold called your job and be like, I'm done. I moved down here to follow my dream or your passion. That's awesome because you're showing good leadership, too, in, in that quality as well. I rolled the dice on that one, buddy, because I was leaving everything that I knew, huh? everything that I, that I grew up with. I was leaving it all behind. Just, you know, just to do that. So, yeah, it was a roll of the dice, but it was one that I was willing to take and nothing was going to stop me. I was in a position where I'm here. I can't go back. Got to keep going forward. I got to keep moving forward. And that's what I did. That's awesome, man. Great story. And that, that, that's a story that a lot of people will be inspired by because, you know, sometimes the, the chance to take, it'll pay off in the end, you know. And sometimes it'll go the opposite, but hopefully it'll pay off for sure. Absolutely. So question four, this is, a, this is a good segue, actually. What moment made you fall in love with the reptile community? Um, I don't think it was a moment. It's, just, it's in my DNA, if it's I can DNA. quote Gary Vee. Yeah, it's in my DNA. I've always loved animals and specifically reptiles. When I was a little kid, four, five, six years old, my family at, at parties would have me stand in front of the living room talking to them about dinosaurs and the different ages of the dinosaurs and the different epics and when the amphibians ruled and, and when T-Rex was around and that he was around from a certain age and how Brontosaurus wasn't real. And <laughs> they had me doing that since I was a little kid. So reptiles 
has always played a part in my life. Now, keep in mind, I didn't have any reptiles until I started working uh, at the Gator Park here in Orlando when I was 30 because I grew up in a Hispanic household and hell no, my mother wasn't going to have a snake or a lizard in the house. Hell no. She would have hit it with her chancleta with a slipper. Um, but, you know, it was just something that was inside me and I always loved it. So it segued perfectly into that career. That's awesome, dude, because it, sa- it sounds like, you know, you-, you didn't get the full potential when you were young, you know, to actually have the pet, but just learning up on it and just being in your DNA, just having it from birth. That's awesome. Yep. You never know when it's going to happen, but when-, when that door opens, get ready to jump, no matter how young or old you are, because you may not get a second chance. That's right. You always When opportunity knocks, go for it. It's an absolute great quote right there. That's absolutely right. So question five, when you're not being Gator Johnny on social media, what are some hobbies you do for fun? Well, uh, I'm a gamer. I love gaming. Mm-hmm. Um, I play, I like to play open world roaming games like Fallout 4 or Skyrim, that kind of game. Um, I also like fighting games. I mean, I like a lot of games. I've been a gamer since 1979. That's when I got my first gaming console, the Magnavos. Pong, when it was just a little black and white screen with a little dot going back and forth going doot, 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 doot. that was my first console and and i've always been a console player not a pc player but over the years i have either owned or played just about everything the the different ataris the coleco visions and televisions the nintendos the playstations sega genesis at some point, like I said, I've either played that console or I've owned that console. So I like to call myself, when I'm not Gator Johnny, I'm an OG original gamer. Oh, oh I like the wordplay. <laughs> Other than that, I, I'm, a, I'm a big nerd when it comes to a lot of things. I love comic books. I love, I love pro wrestling, WWE. You know, yeah. I love it. I watched my first pro wrestling show. I watched the Madison Square Garden in New York City in 1981. Bob Backlund defending the WWF title against Dan Hansen. I still remember it. I've actually been in the wrestling business. I was a heel manager here in Florida called Handsome Johnny Angel. <laughs> um, my wife named me that. So I did that for a little while. Um, pro wrestling is, is another big thing for me. And I graduated from school with a degree in music. So, you know, I, I sing, I sing at church. I've sang with an acapella group. I have a ukulele that I like to play and sing my, my daughters a song when I go to bed. Um, and I watch TV. Why? And, and it kind of goes against the whole hustle and grind thing because TV is escapism. But there's a reason that I have a special relationship with that box growing up my my parents divorced when i was young so from the age of nine on i had a mom who was a single parent who had to work so i grew up a latchkey kid you know for those of you that don't know what that is i had the keys to my house i would come home from school lock the door and stay home by myself until my mother came home from work later that night she didn't want me roaming the streets smart smart for her you know so I would stay home, do my homework, and then watch TV. You know, I grew up with six with uh, uh, six brothers and sisters. Their last name was Brady. You know, I uh, I learned so many lessons from GI Joe. You know, Prince Adam and He Man were my best friend. Uh, Voltron took me on into space. So, t- 
television was my babysitter, it kept me out of trouble. It kept me inside and mm-hmm. it kept me occupied. So over the years, that has been like a friend to me, you know, and nowadays it's so much better with Netflix and streaming and all, you know, all other kinds of stuff. But my wife yeah. sometimes, not, not so much anymore, but back in the day, she would wonder, why do you have the TV playing? You're in the kitchen, the TV's in the living room, why not turn the radio? Because for me, the TV is my background noise. Like some people turn the radio and leave it playing all day, even if they're not really listening, just for the, for the ambient background music. For me, that's TV. I turn it on. I don't even need to be uh, watching it. But, and Sheena Diane will probably call in and probably comment on this because I have developed a unique talent that I doubt anyone else has. And I've oh, proved it girl. time and time and time again because she never believed me. And now she knows she's a believer. She's seen it happen. I can fall asleep at the beginning of a show and wake up right at the end as the credits are rising. I don't know how I do it, but I can go to sleep at the beginning of a movie. As a matter of fact, that's how I take my naps. I'm going to take an hour and a half nap. So I'll look for something on TV, on Netflix, that's an hour and a half long. I play it, I go to sleep. I wake up as those credits are rising. Sheena has no clue how I do it, and neither do I. But it's, it's a, a silly little useless skill, but it's all mine. So... Thanks. Thank you, TV. TV, guys, always. It's educational <laughs> and, and it's powerful. <laughs> like, but, but in all seriousness, man, those are some really great hobbies. You know, it's always good. To, it sounds like you're a diverse guy to music, you know, TV, gaming. That, that, that's good. You know, you're keeping yourself occupied. You know, my uncle taught me when I was young. He gave me some words of advice. He said, uh-huh. do and learn everything that you can you don't have to master it but do and learn as much as you can because it's better to have it and not need it than to need it and not have it that was powerful <laughs> i mean that that that's so true man it, it it's almost like you're saying it, we have to learn each day you know if we can learn each day and and just live live for the moment and just be curious and you know do all these things you have something there and it's powerful you could and you can spread it on the other people, too. I don't, your uncle is completely right. Well, I'm spreading it right now because half the world is going to be listening to this because it's freaking Anchor Nation, the number <laughs> one station in creation, so everyone's going to hear it. Uh, exactly. So, guys, first first on Anchor Nation, Johnny is spitting some knowledge. That's, that's what's up right there. <laughs> oh, man, this is great. This is going great, man, for real. So, question six, since you're kind of – we're kind of going back to just the extraordinary thing aspect. What is one event for you that really just made you feel inspired one day to go out and do those extraordinary things or just one moment, one feeling, anything? Um, you know, again, kind of like with the reptile question, it wasn't one single moment. It was – a childhood because the flip side uh-huh. of being a latchkey kid is that I never did anything. Didn't really have too many friends. I, I was, I was liked, but I didn't really get to hang out with anyone because I was always home. So the one thing I detested more than anything growing up, and it took me years to notice this, but the one thing that I detested was being ordinary. I can't stand being ordinary and maybe it's because i grew up ordinary or or maybe it's because i grew up surrounded by superheroes you know <laughs> man watching voltron watching gi joe watching 
you know, all those cartoons, Mighty Mouse when I was younger, maybe growing up with that influence made me want to be a superhero. So by me doing things that are extraordinary or different or uncommon, maybe that fulfills some deep-seated need for me to be a superhero, quote-unquote, to be extraordinary or different. So I'm, that's, that's going to be my answer, probably just the way I was raised. That's a good answer, though. And I, I guess just a quick follow-up question. Would you, would you cha- if you had the opportunity to go, just go change the course of history, would you change anything different or you would just keep it for the world? No, I would keep it for the world. Well, there's one thing I would change. I would change my knowledge of money because the okay. one thing that I was never taught was how to make and how to keep money. You know, my mom was a working woman. She worked, you know, she worked in a factory making ends meet. Obviously, she was never taught about money. So I didn't have that at home and schools. They don't teach that stuff. You know, they don't teach you how to make money. They don't teach you how to, how to invest and save money. So if there's one thing that I would change from my, my youth growing up would be to learn about money. The finance is very important in this world today where, you know, people sometimes just think it's just, it's just money. It's just paper, but it's important. You got to have, you got to know when to spend it and when to save it. So I, I, I echo the same thoughts for sure. Yeah. It's a necessity. I mean, it's not even about being rich. You know, if you listen to Grant Cardone talk, he's like, man, you got to be rich, man. You got to make money. You got to be rich, man. Everybody wants to be a millionaire. It's, it's a sin. It's unethical not to be rich. You got to be broke. No, you're going to be rich. But eh, I, I, I do the Gary V approach. You know, I'd rather have a happy life. I'd rather make $40,000 a year, but have the work-life balance, be able to come home and play video games with my kids, be able to take my son out to baseball, be able to hang out with my wife every night. And, and enjoy my life that way than be that rich guy who spends, you know, 80 hours a week working and then has thoughts of suicide because his life is miserable because he has all this money but no time to use it and he's lost his family. Exactly. It sounds like you want to live more of just a happy, comfortable style with your family, which is great, rather than just try to be a big shot and then just kind of, you know, don't know what to do with it. So I know what you're saying. Absolutely. Oh, I'm going to be a big shot, but I just may not be rich. Yeah, yeah, big shot in personality. Your personality, <laughs> your personality is vibrant here tonight. That's awesome. Do it, baby. <laughs> Gator Johnny is in the house, guys. In this interview, you won't, you won't know, you won't know it, but he's here. He's coming soon. I know. In case um, y'all don't know, I'm right here. <laughs> this guy, Gator Johnny, man, in the house every day. That, that's great. Oh man. So, question seven, kind of more of this. Uh, we're going back to taking the reality. How has just the family life changed uh, your schedule around? Uh, I got to be home. I got to be home. You know, when I used to um, work with alligators, I would come home sometimes at midnight because we would do, now nah, I don't work there anymore, but, you know, back then I would work all day doing the shows and doing everything that, that the park, you know, needed. Then sometimes we would have, <clears throat> excuse me, we would have, uh, night events where like a major company, a major corporation would rent out the park and we would do a gator wrestling show for them and encounters with snakes and bugs and whatever animals we had. Those ended around 11. By the time we put the animals away and came home, 
It was 12. I ate, took a shower, went to bed at 1 to be back at work the next morning at 4.30 so that we can go into the swamp, get knee-deep in mud, and collect gator eggs. That was kind of the life I lived back then. Or we would mm-hmm. get called Sheena at like 3 in the morning to have to go to a big convention center here in Orlando where they have gators because one got out and was walking down a hallway and we had to go catch it. So, you know, stuff like that, I can't do that anymore. I got to be home. Also, um, the way it's changed my schedule is I have new priorities. You know, my, my, my kids are my priority. My wife is my priority. So when we plan vacations, when we plan trips, when we plan events or just an outing, everything revolves around them. So I have to think ahead of time, we got to be home by a certain time. We can't be out past a certain time. So having a family has kind of changed that. But I don't look at it as a negative. I don't look at it as holding me back. It's just different. You know, it's just a different lifestyle now. I love it. I mean, I wouldn't change it for anything. It's different. It's not bad. It's just different. No, I, I think I think this is a good this is a good answer. You know why? Because sometimes we forget that family is forever. And you know, if you can have those family ties and make those family commitments, you'll help your schedule too. You'll help you see yourself grow as a, not just a person, but just as a father figure. I would assume too. It just you'll feel it too. You'll feel the vibe. Exactly right. And and we're we we're all we all think extreme, don't we? It's either good or bad. It's either hot or cold. It's either up or down. So someone would look at it and go, man, I had it good. Now I have it bad. No, I have it different. You know, it's, it's all in the story you tell yourself. Exactly. It's all in high Exactly. And being different is okay. You know, if you're different, you're unique. And that's, that's awesome to me. And that's awesome to anybody, you know? Absolutely. This is great. This is great so far. So question eight, uh, this is actually a perfect segue because what is one message you would like to, your kids to embody one day as they grow up? Keep moving forward, no matter what happens, no matter what comes at you, no matter what obstacles are in your way, keep moving forward. Whatever they want to do, I don't care what they want to do, but keep moving forward. You know, there's a scene, this is, to me, the most motivational scene out of any movie, there it is, I got to quote a movie, that I've ever seen. In the movie Rocky V, no, the movie Rocky Balboa, Adrian has died. Rocky is older. He's trying to come back and have a fight again. And his son is against it. And his son basically tells him, his son is older now, but he's having a hard time establishing himself because everyone knows he's Rocky's son. So one day he confronts his father and he's like, hey, you know, I don't want you to fight. Don't be freaking selfish. Don't you see what this is doing to me? Me, because you're still in the the limelight. I'd rather you not do that. So Rocky stops. And he thinks about it. And he said, you know, when you were born, I used to hold you up in my hand right here. Actually, you know, if it's Rocky, hey, yo, when you were born, I put you up in my hand right here, you know. Um, (laughs) Good accent. He he tells him how, you know, he used to be so proud of him. And he would tell Adrian that that this was going to be the best kid ever. And watching him grow, it was such a privilege learning every day. And then when he grew up and it was time for him to become a man and go out in the world and do his own thing, he did. But somewhere along the line, things changed. He allowed people to put a finger in his face and tell him he's no good. And then when things went wrong, 
he started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. And here's the part that really motivates me. He says, let me tell you something you already know. Life ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a mean, nasty place, and I don't care how tough you think you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody can hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward, how much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. So if you know what you're worth, then go on and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. That's what he says to his son. That's what I would say to my kids. No matter what happens, keep moving forward. You're going to fall. You're going to go down. You're going to be pushed back. Don't let that stop you. There's no such thing as failing. There's only learning. If you yeah. lose, you if you go down, you learn. You, you know, there's, there's no knowledge in the second kick of a mule. <laughs> it's going to be the exact same thing. So learn from that first kick. Don't get kicked again. So my message to them would be that no matter what happens, keep moving forward. That's beautiful right there because you're right. You're right. It's, it's not – sometimes it's not how you, you fall down. It's how you get up. I mean, how you get up from that and how you, you know, prosper and how you make it happen. Keep moving forward. Don't don't dwell in the past when you have such a bright, bright future ahead of you. Just keep moving it forward every day and just keep learning. That's an awesome message, man, for real. You know, and it's amazing because nothing worth doing has no struggle. Like, you're going to struggle and fight and sacrifice no matter what you do. So that hustle has to be there. Even something as silly as the game Minecraft. My kids love Minecraft. They watch a guy on YouTube called Stampy. Stampy Longnose, he plays Minecraft game. That guy is a millionaire. Why? Because he freaking plays Minecraft on YouTube. But yeah. there's more to it than that. That guy spends, you know, that not anymore because he's got money now. But when he was younger, he would work. He would go to school all day. Then he would go to work at a bar till late at night. Then he would come home, record a video of him playing, and then spend the next three to four hours editing every single day so while it just looks like a minecraft video that guy had you know he shed blood sweat and tears there were pain blues and agony you know the struggle in private that he had is now being celebrated in public but nobody knows it anything worth doing takes work so keep moving forward beautiful i mean you're going to have to make sacrifices along the way but if you keep moving forward good things will come in the end beautiful message that's it that's it I feel I feel like you kind of gave away question nine, but if you could do this again, what, now this is a good question. Now, what is your message now to just the dreamers out there who have who want to have that voice and who want to have that passion, just to turn their dreams into reality? What would be a couple things or any type or, or just one message you would say to them? Make sure you know who you are and make sure that your dream is your own. A lot of times. We look at what other people do. And you know what? I'm, I'm, I know this from knowledge because I am a perfect example of this. Growing up alone in a house, I didn't have that role model. So anything I saw, I wanted to do. For example, the crocodile hunter. I wanted to be the crocodile hunter. I wanted to be Steve Irwin. So guess what? I moved to Florida and I became Steve Irwin. And I did it. But it wasn't me. So eventually that wears off. Then later, there was a show on Animal Planet called The Dog Whisperer. 
I said, I could do that. I want to be Cesar Milan. Well, guess what? I created a business called the Doggy Guru where I went and I helped troubled dogs. I became the dog whisperer, but then it faded. Why? Because it wasn't me. It wasn't my dream. I kept wanting to be someone else. And I re it, it occurs to me that a lot of times in life, without us realizing it, we want to be our best friend. We want to be our neighbor. We want to be a celebrity. You know, we want to live that life. So we put all this time and energy and effort into living that life. And we may just get it. But eventually, it wears off. Why? Because that's not your dream. And that's not who you are. Gary Vee would say, audit yourself. Yes, audit yourself. Right now, the big thing on Instagram is yeah. entrepreneurship. Entrepreneurship, the Lamborghinis, the Rolex watches, the pools, the girls. But Gary Vee says all the time, it may not be in your DNA to be the number one guy in a company, but you might be an amazing number four and make a killing doing it. So my advice to the future is know who you are, find your voice, make sure it's yours, and keep moving forward. Don't stop. Invest everything you have, and I don't mean money, I mean of yourself, into what you have chosen to do. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to society. Don't listen to Instagram. Don't listen to Anchor. Don't listen to me. Listen to that voice in your head that's telling you where to go and go there. Keep those blinders on and focus. Laser mode. Yes. Did I use that word right? Laser mode, yes. <laughs> I oh. use that word right? Laser yeah, mode. laser mode has to apply, but first you have to know who you are and you have to be sure. Oh, man, this, this guy is a wealth of knowledge, let me tell you. But now you're right. I mean – you have to keep that message. That we got to move forward, but don't let don't let society dictate your fate. Let let you dictate you. Be be the captain. Let the voice. And a lot of times, a lot of times we do it without even realizing it. You know, yeah. we just look around and we go, "Ooh, I want to do that." No, you don't. You just like that. Like you don't have to do it. Just enjoy it. You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think I think a good I think a good quote is if you if you're ha if your happiness is you. And you think you think you think you can do it? Do it as long as you have. If you if your voice is telling you to do it, and you're happy with that decision, your voice is telling you to make, go for it. Just don't do something if you just like ah, I like it or my friend liked it or society. You know, I see what you're saying. Absolutely, that's right. It's got to be you. It's got to come from within. Look inside. The answers are there. Absolutely, the power within. That's a good. That's awesome for sure. Man, this interview is fine, but I can't believe it. But. Uh, we're at question 10. It's great. You got great insight, man. But uh, question 10, what is your goals in the next five years? Obviously, personally, uh, work, family, and, of course, the anchor. All right. So work and anchor go hand in hand because my goal for the next five years is to do anchor full time. You know, I, I don't see a reason why anchor is not the next big thing. I don't see a reason why Anchor can't be the next Instagram, the next Snapchat, the next Twitter, the next Facebook. And because of that, I don't see why myself, you, and a lot of other people here can't be making money, can't monetize it and make some money and a living providing value to other people on here. I know it's not monetized yet, but I don't see why in the future 
it wouldn't become monetized or, or use it, use the voice that I have here to make money elsewhere. Maybe motivational speaker, you know what I mean? Maybe someone, you know, uh, Gary Vee calls it the Oprah effect. You know, all, all it takes is that one person to hear your podcast. You know, if Oprah was an anchor and she heard this interview and she said, wow, that guy, Johnny's really good. Let me have him on my show. And I was on a show. Boom. That leads to an entire career because I was on Oprah. So all it takes is that one person. So maybe this, uh, this app anchor and this interview, because number one station in creation. Hello. (laughs) That's right. Maybe if it's not monetized, hopefully in five years, I will have gotten another um, stream of income as a result of the talking and the content that I produce on here. Now, when it comes to family, We've been going back and forth on moving. We live in Florida. And my wife is a born and raised Floridian. She's never been up north. She's never seen snow. She's never seen the seasons change, the leaves change, the fall, the spring. So we've been deciding on whether we're going to stay or move. So we've kind of narrowed it down. We're going to stay here. We we need a bigger house because we're we're outgrowing this one. But we're going to stay here. And, oh, sorry, I'm getting a text. And um, ha- I want, in five years, I want to have enough money to move up north. Not move up north. Go up north and visit. You know, I want to be financially stable enough to go up north and visit mm. and give my wife snow and give my wife fall and give my wife spring, you know, and, and give my, life all, my wife all the sights that she wishes she had seen. Um, I, I guess it all comes back to money, which what a hypocrite. I just said, ah, oh, money's not that important. Be happy. But I want to make money in order to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's all return to money. I mean, you do need it to, to do your thing, but um, all of it, all of it comes back to the app. So I don't know. Sounds like I'm going all in right here on Anchor. Guys, this is this is it. We're pushing this all in platform, and Anchor is is definitely it's a it's a game changer. I, I think stuff like this, eventually, if, if all good things lead to happy roads, hopefully, this is the place to be for sure. I I think it was it was either you or it was Sherm the crazy Asian that had a a post about how this could be the big disruptor. Yeah, it's disrupting my life because it's so freaking addicting. <laughs> in a good way. Yeah, yeah, always in a good way, Anchor Nation. That, that's a good point. We don't want anything bad addictions. But, yeah, it's a good way. It will, and we're engaging in a community that's so friendly and so welcoming, too, for sure. So we got one more question. Dude, this, here I am thinking <laughs> that I'm flapping my gums, talking up a storm, that I'm taking forever, that I'm taking too long. We haven't even been on here an hour. Holy crap. I know, dude, but you've been so insightful, though. I can't believe this is the last question. So, question as, 11. As we come, we're moving, bro. We're moving. We're we got moving. that energy. We're moving. Forward. We're keeping it going. Dude, this probably has to be one of the most enthusiastic interviews I've ever done. So, let's end it with a banger here. Question 11. What is one thing you like to tell the Anchor Nation that they may not know about you? Also, it could be a fun fact. Gator Johnny used to be Barney, the dinosaur. Oh, what? 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 Yes. I used to work for a company called J&J Entertainment when I was in New Jersey back in 1993. And I used to go to children's parties dressed up as Barney the dinosaur. And I used to have to be all about, you know, Barney is a dinosaur from our imagination. And the whole 
all works. I was Barney. I was Baby Bop. I was PJ. I was all those characters. Oh, my God. Guys, next time we go to a children's party, Gator Johnny's your guy for Barney dressing up. No, no. I, I, I retired the Purple Dinosaur. I don't do that anymore. <laughs> and, and here's a fun story. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe this isn't a fun story. I'm probably – I'm sure I left a bunch of traumatized kids. But yeah. one day at a party – one day at a party, I'm, you know, I'm in my costume. The costume was really big and, and frumpy. We had really high-quality costumes. In other words, it was full of thick foam inside to keep that round shape. You know, it wasn't that Barney costume where it's all skinny. Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was the shape of Barney, and the head just went on you. Like, it wasn't strapped on. It just went on. So um, I'm at this party. I have all the kids in a circle. I'm doing my dance. I sit down, I bend over to talk to a kid, my head falls off oh, boy. and right into the middle of the circle and all the kids, the whole party went silent. No one said anything. The kids looked at each other, looked at the head and went, ah! and take <laughs> off running every direction. I was so embarrassed. I felt so bad. Oh my God. Guys, that's how you that's how you end the interview right there with that with that wild atmosphere. Oh, this is this is great, man. Oh man, Gator Johnny in the house, guys, for real. We gotta build this app. We gotta build this app. You know, I know I've been talking a lot about it, but guys, make sure you engage. Look what we're doing right here. I mean, Kevin, where do you live? New Jersey. Hey, so you got someone in New Jersey talking to someone in Florida who have never met other than on an app. You know, he's spoken to people from the UK. He's spoken to people from other parts of the country. This app is bringing us all together. That's what it's all about, engaging. So make sure you guys, now, if you want to grow, if you just want to use it as a podcasting app, yeah, you can. That's there too. But if you want to get the full benefit from it, Answer your call-ins, leave call-ins, echo people's stuff, listen to people's stuff, applaud people's stuff, comment on people's stuff. It's all about engaging. It's a social app. Don't be hermits. Don't hide in your cave. Don't hide behind your phone. Come out here. We want to see you. We want to talk to you. We want to experience you. We want to hear what you have to say. We want to learn. We want to laugh. We want to cry. We want to do everything with everyone because it's going to go down right here on app within the next five years on Anchor. I'm telling you, you heard it here first. This is going to be the place to be. Anchor, forget Facebook, forget Snapchat. This is going to be it right here. Give me a second. Okay, I have to catch my breath. But <laughs> it's all good. This is where it's going to go down. Guys, Anchor.fm. That's the place where it's going down. Cannot wait. And, guys, I've had an awesome time with Gator Johnny coming on the show. But before we go, Gator Johnny, you want to DM your social media before we head out? Sure. I am, I am Gator Johnny on Instagram. I am Gator Johnny on, uh, on Facebook. I am Gator Johnny on Snapchat. I am Gator Johnny on YouTube. I'm Gator Johnny everywhere. I try to keep it the same, and my, my – um, my profile picture is the same as well, a picture of me wrestling a gator from back in the day. So if anybody wants to hit me up on, oh, on Twitter, I'm at GatorJohnny316. Interestingly enough, Gator Johnny was already taken. What? Wow. <laughs> but, um, but yes, I'm Gator Johnny everywhere else. At GatorJohnny316 on Twitter, hit me up. You know, Anchor has kind of taken over my life, so I haven't used the other apps as much. But, hey, I still – 
communicate with Kevin on Instagram. I still check it. So if you guys have something to say, say it to me here. If you guys have something to type, type it to me there. Uh, one thing I'm also doing is I'm training to be a DDP yoga instructor. That's a, that's a story for another interview on another day. Uh-huh. That'll be a good one. As well. But um, we could talk about that. Whatever you want, guys, I'm there. Gator Johnny, the man of all men's guys. Thank you so much for taking your time out of your day, man, to come on. Really appreciate appreciate the listeners out there on the Anchor Nation and Anchor Land for listening. And before we sign off, just wanted to say thanks again, Gator Johnny, for probably, probably one of the most enthusiastic interviews of all time, honestly. Thanks for making history. Hey, man, thank man. you. The pleasure is all mine to be hanging out here with the hit maker, the record breaker, the man who's got style and grace and a lovely face. Kevin Touch, Kevin the Midas Touch, because when he touches, he just turns to gold. Hey, the pleasure was all mine. We have to do this again one day. And if I can make a request, I'm going to want you on the Gator Pit so I can interview you because you know about everyone on here, but nobody knows about you. It's time to pull the curtain behind, uh, away from Oz and see who's there. So I want to interview you as well. Awesome, man. That's awesome. We got to make that happen. But for tonight, guys, right. really appreciate Gator Giant for coming on. This is KT. Gator Johnny, signing off. Later. I want to shout Gator Johnny for coming on the Anchor Nation. Once again, great time just talking about his childhood energy, where he grew up. And just overall, funny, relaxing, humble dude. I mean, if you haven't checked out Gator Johnny on Anchor, give him a listen. Because if you want some funny entertainment, or if you want some thought-provoking questions, throw a little monster track dinner meatball sizzle. Monster Truck, Monster Trucks, there's your place to be. And check them out on iTunes, the Gator Johnny Podcast, uh, iTunes, Overcast, Pocket Cast, all those major providers. Anyway, thanks again, Gator, and appreciate your time, buddy. Hi, Anchor Nation. This is Kevin Touch of Anchor Nation Community Radio, and I'd like to say thank you for listening to the Anchor Nation Podcast. If you'd like to book an interview or DM me on Instagram, Follow me at The Anchor Nation. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, it is also under The Anchor Nation. Thank you for listening and enjoy.